1: Welcome to TrekCast's Weekly Supplemental Science Fiction Podcast. This is where we talk about other things science fiction. Now, don't get me wrong, we still talk a lot about Star Trek, but we also talk about comics, movies, other TV shows, you name it. We might even, on occasion, throw in a Star Trek episode review. Right here on TrekCast, a Star Trek podcast. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Science Fiction Podcast. I'm your host. Whoa, that was your phone. That's what, that was. <laughs> anyway, I'm your host, David thomas Ivy. with me again. I'm going to continually call you now Baron Dingerman. Baron Dingerman. I noticed last week that I said Darren ben- Baron Dingerman. That sounds so regal. Well, you know. You're a Baron. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Baron of the bathroom or something, oh, you know. That's, oh. that's my only throne. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as uh, as many of you might know,
1: um, and Darren of course knows, is I've been watching a lot of DS9.
2: Yes, you have. Actually, we have. I've uh, <laughs> that's I've <really> actually been- <laughs> revisited it. You know, I've been I've been letting him borrow all the seasons that he doesn't have, and uh, um, since he's been borrowing them, I've just has haven't put them back on the shelf. <laughs> so I've been continually watching them as he is.
1: Right. In fact, we were just watching. Uh, the, the, uh, the, what was it called? The, 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 the sons of Moog. And then, then we started over at season one just now downstairs watching The Emissary. Yes, Emissary. Boy, they look different in The Emissary.
2: Yeah, Odo doesn't have his one-piece mask yet, and um, Kira's got that crazy mushroom hair looking That's thing. true. And, and
1: Well, and then it was back before uh, Cisco realized that he looked cooler with no hair on the top and hair on the bottom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because most people want hair on the top and no hair on the bottom. Right, right,
1: right. But he looks so much cooler with a goatee and a bald head. That- you
2: know what? The thing that we were discussing earlier is that you know, no matter what these characters look like, the show was, had such great writers that... Um, those characters, you know, rank through all the way, all the way through all seven seasons. They didn't have any flip flopping like we talked about. You know how uh, Picard, you know, uh, in the um, the one where the the crystalline entity, you know, he's like. It has every right to live. Oh, I know. You know, you know. <laughs> I hate that. What do you say? A narwhal eats like a million, yeah. you know, <laughs> squid.
1: A, a sperm whale eats cuttlefish. That is one of my least favorite things. Well. well they should have just killed the Well, they did eventually kill it. but Well, he didn't do it. No, yeah. He was completely wussy about it and wouldn't kill the stupid thing. The that, that old lady had to come in and kill it.
2: Yeah, and he basically, and then he completely flip-flopped in first contact and, you know, wanted to destroy the Borg no matter what the cost. Right. And, uh, um. You know, Deep Space 9, I don't think that, you know, there may have been a couple instances a couple instances where they did flip-flop, but most of all, I think the writers really nailed those characters and right made them made them human, right. made
1: them great. Yeah, well, I think that um that's one of the few seasons that you don't need a se- or a few few episodes or a few series where you don't need a few seasons to get started. It yeah. was good from the beginning.
2: You know, yeah, and you know, most most Star Trek I think it took a couple seasons of all of the series to get into it, I, of course the original series was great, right from the gate. Well,
1: yeah, the gate. okay, that was. In fact, I think season one was the best season of the original series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And then, and then, uh, um, I think uh, Deep Space Nine just kind of, you know, yeah, there's some stinkers in there, and they do look different. But I think the writers really nailed it, and I just have to really give it up to those guys. Yeah, a little and, bit of little applause, I cough <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: it's just great. I can't get enough of it. And in fact, I've been watching it online. I've been watching, you know, the seasons I have now. I've got everything except I think season two. Yeah. And um I mean I bought them officially. Yeah. Nice. As far as anybody knows. Woohoo
2: <laughs> You know, and I just want to put it out there too, that I, I basically love Deep Space Nine. Um I got to wait on Ron Moore and uh and uh got to talk with him. I matter of fact, he came into the bar one day and uh um he was just looking around with some. He had some producers and writers from Battlestar Galactica with him, and I saw him, in the, uh, you know, in, back in the distance, and I just jumped up, screamed out, Ron Moore, and he walked <laughs> over to me. Do I know you, sir? And I'm like no, no, but I personally like to thank you for pay- helping pay my bills for the last eight years, right? Because basically, without Deep Space Nine, there would have been no quarks. Exactly. It's funny to
1: watch DS Nine and think of Battlestar Galactica because there is a lot of similarities. I yeah. mean, it, I mean more than you would think unless you really just watch them. You know, and there's a terrorist, there's this, there's that. I mean, there's a lot. DS Nine is the BSG of the Star Trek universe. Yeah, basically. it really is.
2: Yeah, you know, it's even it's even more interesting. Look, going back to these episodes and watching them. watching him, like would they have cast a, a first officer as a terrorist now in no. the nine eleven world, no. the post nine eleven world? Well, they wouldn't have before DS nine either. Yeah, you
1: know DS. I mean, you know, next gen was really, really touchy feely. They yeah. wouldn't have dared do half the things they did on DS nine and next generation.
2: I think so. Yeah. Ever.
1: You know, it's, it was, that's what I like about it. It's so exciting that way. Yeah. You know, and and, and also there's like a, you know, that's something that I know Star Trek's not big on, and not that I want to get into philosophical conversation, but there's a crap load of religion in DS9. Yeah,
2: yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: everybody's religious, whether you're the Bajorans or, I mean, everybody's got some kind of, you know, there's a lot of Klingon stuff going on in there.
2: Yeah, and as we know, uh, Sisko was anything but religious when right. we, the character was introduced, and then as the series progresses he comes to um kind of relish the role that he plays even though he actually comes to believe that he is this person even though i mean he doesn't come to believe it in the sense that yes i am the emissary but you know he kind of embraces the the role that he has taken
1: well yeah well i mean the the fact that well not the founder so i was gonna say that's another religion it's the whole founder yeah you know thing but um
2: well, but that's he, a that's a whole other yeah. That's like fake. That's like branched Davidian. You know, I know, right?
1: but like, still, you know, it's these religious beliefs that the Vorta have. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, it's just I mean, it's it's great. It's so much more realistic.
2: It's I, so deep, and then you know the, the other thing is you don't have the seven core members. Oh. You know, as you did on most Star Trek shows. You know, they and all of the Star Trek shows did have their their minor cast characters, but. The um all the minor cast characters in Deep Space Nine took on bigger roles. In fact,
1: my rule is if Garrick is in it, it's a kick ass episode.
2: Garrick is a great character. If
1: he's yeah. if he's in it, it's great. I mean he's I think he's my favorite character on the whole space station, is Garrick. And
2: Yeah, he's another one I got to meet. He uh, um he uh, did a signing at the experience and just a really great guy. He wrote a great book mm. on uh what Garrick did after the occupation or after the Dominion War. He went back to Cardassia but and- he wrote the book?
1: yeah mm-hmm. the, the 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 actor
2: yeah well I believe he had a he had a ghostwriter as well, but he yeah he now see it. talk about embracing the franchise that's mm-hmm. pretty
1: awesome, holy crap, I like him even more now
2: yeah, he's a cool guy yeah. i I actually have the book if you could if you'd like to read it, i can really like
1: Because Garrick's my favorite character
2: i mean that's if he's in it, it's awesome or he's I'm sure you favorite. can buy it on Amazon, you know, oh yeah maybe so, pimping the stuff for him, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been watching that um we are all we are fans of all Star Trek. You know, oh, don't, yeah, don't no. just think it's just Deep Space Nine. It just so happens that we're watching a lot of Deep Space Nine right, right now.
1: and so. this will change. Like next year, we'll be watching something else, and we'll be way into that. And I'll be.
2: I'm gonna make David watch Voyager. And, I know if he's you know. gonna gun to my head, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know
1: what? You know what? Actually, I've been watching one of those uh, fantastic websites uh, that I have bookmarked. It's uh, the Warp Core. Mm-hmm and uh, Justin TV where it's just, they run Star Trek all the time there was some Voyager on the Warp Core, and I was watching some and I'm like you know what the same you know, which one was it it was early on it was Kes and she ran into some more of her people the Akampa yeah and they were 14 years old and they were all so excited that she, they were so old and it was kind of a whole thing with Kes and I'm not I was like well I know that those aren't considered the best ones but I enjoyed it I thought this was
2: alright yeah and, uh, you, and you will grow to embrace them uh, well let's hope and love them <laughs> Let's do this.
1: Attention, all hands! It's time for Star Trek news. Hey, you've got a Klingon tricorder.
2: I do. Check that out.
1: That's not a very Klingon-sounding noise, though.
2: Well, you know, it's Star Trek sounding.
1: That that's, that's that's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually downloaded the 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 K scanner for the iPhone. It's a Klingon uh, uh, tricorder, basically. Really? Yeah, you know, I have uh, a bunch of little Star Trek apps. I have uh, there's like three Tricorder apps. There's a um, there's a um, Communicator one, which is kind of cool. You flip your iPhone open. I do like that one. Yeah, and uh, um, what else? Just a couple other. They have some some Star Trek comics on the iPhone, which is they're all you know decent. They're right. nothing nothing that you must have. Right. But still, yeah. I mean, they're only a buck. Yeah, only for ninety nine cents. You can't go wrong. You no. got something to play with and. Kind of goofy stuff, <laughs> kind of goofy fun stuff. I can scan for I don't know. It's like nook neck duck dick. <laughs> it's I, all in no, Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I I don't. I'm not a big fan of you know. well, I'm a big fan of Klingons, I just you know don't like the way they smell.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Klingons, this actually has nothing to do with Klingons. But um, we went down to Neanopolis last week. That's right. Right after the episode, as we said, we were going to. And we didn't see Jack Diddley Poop.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know what? There's that, the big article. and, and uh, um, The Sun. They said basically, it's, what they said is they had a conversation with the guy that's doing it, Yoshi. Um, I don't know his last name, but um, they said at the end of the article, the Star Trek experience was slated to be opened by the premiere of the movie. And, and slated to me means, you know, not probably not going to happen. And by
1: the looks of it, it—I it, it, mean, there was nothing going on down there.
2: Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely room for improvement. But you know, ne- downtown Vegas, old Vegas, they're really ramping it up. They're it's, really making it look
1: cool. Now, by the way, we had a good time. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we, it was just nothing. Star Trek. We played
2: some Star Trek slots. That's no, weird. there was there was Star Trek slots. No, that's okay. There was. You're right. You're some right, right. ex cast members from the experience were down okay, there.
1: Okay, so it was Star trek We did. <laughs> we go. We went to the Griffin with a couple extra cast members, and we played Star Trek slots. And you played Star Wars slots.
2: I did, as a matter of fact. Which has nothing to do with Star.
1: But hey, you know,
2: and well, uh, no, that's not true, because George Lucas pretty much ripped off a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) Oh, you're going to get the
1: email.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, so
1: no. Downtown (laughs) Vegas is a blast, but it was but Neonopolis, as we know it. Nothing. I I really doubt they'll make it in three months. No, I'm, I'm I absolutely I'm sure they're going to
2: open it. We would love to see them open it in 90 days. Trust. trust oh my us. God.
1: Jeez. We wouldn't even. You know these two episodes a week. Forget it. Yeah. No. No way,
2: dude. We're gonna be a, we're <laughs> gonna be over there. What are we gonna do? We're gonna we are, be, we, we'd be uh, we're basically we're, we're running out of Romulan ale. We need a new place to stock up. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, no, it, it, it it it's you know
1: they they're doing a lot of construction there. But none of it looks Star Trek related. But what do we know? What do we know? We yeah, just we, we just we don't try don't get to look around. paid the
2: big bucks. Yet. Nope. We don't. Uh, I just want to point out too that um, I had a conversation with an individual. I'm not going to mention any names here because I don't want to overstep my boundaries or anything like that. Um, but I did have a conversation with somebody that did have lunch with the guys that are doing the new uh, that that have the rights to the experience now.
1: It was George Lucas, wasn't it? It
2: was. How'd you know? <laughs> no, uh, they basically, uh, um, they had lunch with this individual and this individual is very interested in, and wants to make it the best that he can possibly make it. And he was kind of looking into things that uh, um, the Star Trek experience didn't do. I'm and he'd like, like to do them like better. Like make a lot of money? No, well, we, you know, <laughs> know, you know it was fun. it was profitable all the way up. So the people that listen to this you know, listen to people that say the Trek experience lost lost business or wasn't doing this or wasn't doing that. It's all a bunch of baloney because I saw the numbers. We made money all the way up until the final day. Well, I the mean, bar and restaurant did. No, the whole facility. Even did. the ride did. Yeah, the whole facility did. Oh, okay. There was there was a couple years where they didn't make money, right. but the last five years it was all uphill. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was all. And actually, of Cedar Fair, I'm a Cedar Fair stockholder, and they own I think nine parks. I think it was. And Star Trek: The Experience was one of their profitable parks. They had four other parks that were not profitable. That would be probably uh, uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Well, you know, you, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I get. But that place. start I when they, that when place. they closed the experience down, it was a profitable business, right? Which doesn't make any sense to me, or mm. you know, all the all the, all the fans out there that are missing it, right? But, but so uh,
1: but so far it looks like they're they're really 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 going to open it. But I really, really, really doubt it's going to be in 90 days. That's kind of the bottom line.
2: Yeah, basically, it's, you know, and it's just kind of sad. I would love nothing more than to see it happen. But well, That'd be great. Yeah, so uh, the thing is, though, is that the, the wait is the hardest part. But this guy, I think he really does. I haven't talked to him personally. I actually talked to him one once, the, like right after the experience closed. And he's a great guy. And... Uh, um, I think he really oh, He's really an awesome guy
1: He is my favorite guy
2: <laughs> You don't even know No No but <laughs> <laughs> Well he's bringing back The experience So how could he not be I know How guy? can
1: he not be awesome <laughs>
2: But he basically You know Yeah I think he I think he gets it right He, he wants to make it The most uh, best place You know that Fans can enjoy it And he can make money And then that's That's what business Is all about it, Well that you know the, Star Trek is a franchise he is a true you and also. and, then,
1: and then, yeah I mean true but, but franchise means to make money. I mean that's what it is. That's yeah. why they made it. So yeah. I'm all for it making money. It's, it's it's I'm sure it's a rule of acquisition. Well the most important
2: thing for me is is uh, to be able to sit amongst you guys our you know our friends and be able to have a warp core breach again or, or have a romulan ale again. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important part for me and you know that way we can stop doing this damn show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just getting you know I've never had a romulan ale Really? Never had one. Well, I saved, I saved a six pack, so you know, you're, you and I are going to have to have one. Uh, I don't either, either come the anniversary of the closing date or the premiere of the movie. We'll we just have to figure it out.
1: Now, now, Romulan ale was, now if, you, if without giving away too much information, it was, it was real beer. Yeah, but like, wasn't it better beer at one point than it ended up being, or
2: something? <laughs> well, Romulan Ale is, is is by definition Romulan Ale. Okay. all right, but you know, I'm, the, the I'm, beer it was modeled after you know, on I, planet Earth. I have so much fun playing with people and having that was half the fun of it is playing with people. You know, they wanted to know the ifs and outs and how it was done and why it was done and this and that. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just have to look look at it and see that it's Romulan Ale. You know what? That brings up something that I've always said. And
1: this goes back to about 1990-something, right? Early 90s, when there was rumors of the Star Wars movies. Gonna, mm-hmm. They were, they were going to shoot these new Star Wars movies. Um, and living in L.A., and I was part of the Screen Actors Guild and whatever, and I thought, oh, I'll go out for a Stormtrooper. it would cool. be awesome to be a Stormtrooper, right? Yeah. But and then I thought, no, it wouldn't be. I don't want to be a Stormtrooper. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to really be a Stormtrooper, but I don't want to be one on a movie set where the magic is I've seen behind the curtain. You know
2: what <laughs> Do you I mean? wanna hear something funny? What? Well, I told you about my, my fun trip uh, to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. You had a an trip. You know what? I wish there was such a thing as a transporter because I could surely have used that this this yesterday. It would have been amazing. To get back from California? Yeah. A three and a half hour trip to 10 hours, basically. But we're not going to go into details here because <laughs> it was, that's
1: just not fun. Let's just say it had something to do with snow and sleet and rain and yeah. a closed freeway.
2: The funniest thing about the trip, though, is I wore my Starfleet uh, Starfleet uh, uh, Starfleet Academy sweater. Right. To Disneyland, and uh, they have this—I don't know if you guys have ever been there—but they have this uh, Jedi uh, Training Academy mm. by in Tomorrowland, and um, I saw that Darth Vader and the Jedi and the Stormtroopers and Darth Maul, Darth Maul were out, and uh, well, because the so kids,
1: I, the kids love Darth Maul.
2: Well, the big kids too, namely me. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I had to get my picture taken with Darth Vader. So I walked up, and I'm like, "Hey, Darth, what are you doing?" And they grabbed me. The Stormtroopers and Darth Vader grabbed me, and Boba Fett. And they're like, they're poking at my shirt, going <laughs> "Really?" What the hell. And they're like shooting their blasters at my shirt. Really? <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. That's they, awesome. Yeah, they, they 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 were like, What the heck are you doing wearing this wearing this Star Trek stuff to our Jedi Academy? <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. You know we'll have to we'll have to post a picture for the for the um, yeah. for this week's episode.
1: That's pretty funny.
2: Yeah, it's hilarious. it was hilarious. I, I got a kick out of it. I could even hear Darth Vader laughing underneath his his uh his uh mask. Yeah, it was very cool. No! <laughs> <Yeah>. Padma! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, as, well, as far as news, we have, uh, what else we have? We got a well, couple other things. We got, what?
1: I think that's all Star Trek, though.
2: Yeah, no, no, we have we have more Star Trek news.
1: Okay, we can stick with Star Trek. Stick with Star Trek.
2: We have, uh, we have, uh, um, we were talking about the, uh, the computer, uh, Cheeky, I think, the British company. They're coming out with a, a Bluetooth communicator.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: basically, you're going to be able to sync this up with your cell phone, and you're going to be able to have your, an actual an actual communicator that you're going to be able to use to communicate with people. Awesome. Which is kind of you know it kind of it's kind of like a defeats the you do know, the purpose of having a cell phone because you'll have your cell phone in your pocket, you'll have this thing synced up. And then you'll flip it open, and you'll be able to use it as a, as a communicator. But, you know... You,
1: you, Dude, we'll do it. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy. <laughs> of it'll course. Be, it'll be fun.
1: I mean, what better thing, especially in Vegas, you know, where you're you're walking around the casinos, a lot of money going around, everybody's got their fancy cell phones, but you, you, you just pop out the communicator? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, basically, uh, there's not a lot of details about it yet, but basically, uh, you're going to be able to have a Bluetooth communicator where you sync it up with your cell phone and you'll be able to flip it open. And And it's
1: an old school TOS communicator.
2: TOS communicator. They also have another one that's Skype based. It's USB based so you'll be able to uh, Skype at home. Hey, maybe we can do some interviews over it. I think that's a fantastic idea, <laughs> I think so too
1: that's see I, it's so funny i said tOS communicator as if it would be a next gen communicator which is just a little pan on your on your jacket. yeah
2: well you know what they do actually have those uh, um why not wouldn't that isn't that
1: the next level well they 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 have
2: they have uh Bluetooth headsets that clip onto your lapel and they have a speaker and mm. you can either you can either pop them out and stick them in your ear and use them as a bluetooth uh, um uh head headset. And they also have a thing um my my girlfriend Nikki she works at the hospital and they have a thing I, I don't remember the name of it the pro the, the thing is but uh, um it's basically a communicator it, it clips onto their their uh, shirt pocket and they tap it and they say call doctor so and so uh, and really? it actually it works over VO, VoIP which is voice over internet protocol
1: really
2: and it'll call the doctor and awesome. uh um, I can actually call from home, and it'll you know say who would you like to call, and I'll say Nikki, and it'll say did you say Nikki, and it will connect. And the thing that's really neat if you ever end up in a hospital, which nobody wants to end up in a hospital, and you know that's a horrible thing, but uh, um, if you do, and they have these things, ask them if they tap it, and they say beam me up, Scotty, it makes the transporter noise, which is really cool. So you know the guys that developed that. We're all Trekkies. Really? Really it does neat. it
1: does that. Yeah. You say "Beam me up, Scotty," and it makes a transport.
2: Yeah, up. and if you if you tap it and you swear or something into it, it says a uh, um, spot comes on. And says that is logical. Really? Yeah. It's really 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 neat. Oh, that's really neat awesome. It's a uh, it's it's Star Trek in the real world. Wow. Yeah. Hey,
1: you know, not all not all trips to the hospital can be bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. My buddy Chip, <laughs> I told him about it, and when he had his when he has when he had his kid, he uh, um. He saw the nurses had it, and, you know. He's he's his wife's having his baby, and he's like, "Wait a second, can you tap that thing for me? To show me what it does." <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a kick out of it. I I'm want like, one of those. I mean, that, that seems like the next
1: thing because I mean, with voice telephones anyway, why not just be able to click it and say, "Call," you know, Darren, and it would. And, yeah,
2: that's exactly how it works too. It's really it's really neat. It's really and but I,
1: they should implement something into that that the next generation the communicators don't have, which I notice if you say you know uh if i said david to listen at wharf yeah and then he doesn't answer i just keep talking it doesn't it automatically shuts off which would be bad in real life yeah cuz if i said david to listen at wharf damn it that ass isn't there but then he picked it up you know in between the yeah. time i'd have a battle stuck in my head
2: well you have to you have to you have to click it <laughs> okay. to answer i think okay i think it, it, you know what that it's called uh, vocera that's what it's called vocera <laughs> was the name of the company so if any vocera people out there listening you know That's a shameless plug for you. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. Other things happening in science fiction.
2: Jeez. I just felt like we went to warp.
1: Wow, <laughs> when, when that was intense. I, when I made that, I didn't know it was going to be so all-encompassing <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, for those of you guys that don't know, David does all the sound effects and everything for the show. He's a complete professional. Complete <laughs> professional. That, that was me trying to speak Klingon. Yeah, <laughs> once again,
1: this is horrible. So, uh, yes, I do all the all the stuff. Um, what? Speaking of other things happening in science fiction. Um, what is other things happening in science fiction?
2: Well, uh, this week, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I think you and I are both, we're kind of behind on the times a little bit. A little bit. We haven't well, been know, able to keep up because we've been so busy trying to bring you the latest, and greatest news of all yeah, things Star Trek. I will,
1: you know what? I'll tell you this: doing this podcast does take—it's almost a full-time job. It is. It's,
2: I mean, it's crazy. A lot
1: of research, websites. I think I've redesigned redesigned the website four times now. In yeah, last if you it yeah, check it. If
2: you haven't been, www.trekcast.com Trekcast. Com. It's very cool. It's it's shaping up to be a uh, the number one Star Trek site. No, well, you know, it's going to be this. Number oh yeah, dude,
1: absolutely. It's, well, we're getting pretty pretty popular. It's working. You know, yeah. We're, we're, make, we're giving a... You it's
2: know. Actually, it's not we. It's all of us. It's you guys, too. You're helping spread the word. And you know what? If you if you listen, you know what? Feel free to write us a review on iTunes. Oh, please. Write us emails because we'd love to hear about them. We're actually... We're going to do a segment next week with all the uh, emails. Yeah, because
1: we're way behind on emails.
2: Yeah. We're way and, behind. And, uh, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't have You know, we would have fallen out.
1: Well, yeah. If we were... You know, exactly. So, those emails are, are much appreciated. We read them... And then we put them in a pile, then we get together and we kind of forget to do it. But we're going to do them on, I think, Sunday. Yeah. For Sunday. Well, Monday's episode.
2: Monday's episode. Right. Which is part two of the, the April. April you know, hey, Bear. Hey, Bear interview. Herbert.
1: And you know what? I listened to that
2: one. That was, that we did pretty well on that one. I think it was, sounded fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, we did We're good. two in our own horns. Dude, we, we rocked. Anyway, um, <laughs> other news. Um, BSG,
1: I'll have to admit, I'm a little behind. I'm like a week behind on but that's BSG. That's because,
2: like we said at the beginning of the episode, we we're just way into Deep Space 9 I again. Need. You know, I'll tell you a story. It was
1: Friday night, 10.30. We got home from some casino somewhere that we were out, and Alicia's like, it's 10.30, we're missing BSG, but we're watching DS9. I'm like, yeah, but I'm watching this DS9 episode. I'm it's like, it's like I know it's on DVD. I can watch it any time, but I'm really into it right now, and yeah. and I don't want to catch half a BSG episode. So. Yeah,
2: uh, it's been it's been really good. I, I the the most recent episode I watched, uh, um, Geta basically uh, is is having a um, uh, he's taken over the Galactica, and just it's a lot of strife, a lot yes. of internal strife.
1: Well, that, that deep and dark since since 2.5, it's been pretty strifey.
2: Yeah, <laughs> striking. <laughs> it really has. I mean, it's really just everybody is so. It's scary, you know. You think about the world you live in and and how uh, um how uh, um you know they're they're at the brink. They're basically their humanity is almost gone, and and they can't f- stop fighting amongst themselves. And it's just interesting to me to see that kind of. You know, you would think when do. When it's like, it's the anti-Star Trek, you know, they're not working together for common good. They're right. working against each other to destroy each other, basically. And that's kind
1: of how it would be. It would. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, we would kind of do that. We'd kind of kill each other. It's yeah. kind of what we
2: do. I know it's horrible. And it, that's just, you know, it's not something I look forward to. And our-
1: Well, kind of like we said earlier in the episode with Ronald Moore... I think that's kind of what he was doing in DS9 as well. Everybody wasn't so, you know, touchy-feely. Even though they all loved each other and they for, it was Star Trek, so it did all work out. But you could tell he had those tendencies to that in, in, internal strife thing. Well, he I,
2: I remember uh, I, I remember us talking at, at the Experience a lot about um, Michael Piller and Iris Stephen Bear and Ron Moore, or Ron Moore and uh, Iris Stephen Bear wanted to destroy DS9 at the end of DS9. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, Rick Berman was like, no, no, that's not Star Trek. <laughs> right. And so, you know, we got this different version. And I would love to, I would love to actually talk to Ron Moore and, and Iris Stephen Bear and actually ask them about how they wanted to approach that. Right. Because
1: yeah, Cause, cause, uh, now watching BSG, we realize what Ronald Moore's got going on in his head. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. man. I mean, God. <laughs> I mean, that's some dark ass
2: stuff. I mean, yep. Really. You know, and then, and, and, you know. Speaking of uh um, other shows, basically, uh, um you know, go from Ron Moore to J.J. Abrams, right? Who's doing the new movie, obviously. Oh, that's another thing. of news we forgot to bring up: the um the, there's going to be a trailer for uh, um a fourth trailer. For oh Trek, yeah, during the Watchmen. The Watchmen. Yeah. We'll talk about that more next episode. But, yeah. But uh, um um Lost and Fringe. If you guys don't watch those shows, these these shows are basically produced by the people that are doing the new Star Trek movie. So if you haven't watched them. I recommend them I love them I think they're they're just they're great shows great yeah, I, shows I haven't
1: watched Lost since we talked about it before since season 2
2: yeah so well I, you know I only watch about 5 or 6 shows at all and they're they're all sci-fi based and uh, um, the, those 2 shows are incredible J.J. Abrams is, is an incredible storyteller and I think he's a fan of you know he's obviously a Star Trek fan he's oh, obviously, obviously yeah. you know Twilight Zone fan and, you know they're all great generic series the stuff I find really neat is is the Easter eggs that he puts in each show, you know. There's been uh, um different kinds of things like Sluggo Cola has been in just about all of his movies and Who? and production Sluggo Cola which is is a it's a cola. Oh, Sluggo Cola. Sluggo Cola. Okay, yeah. okay. And and uh um I don't know no it's not Sluggo Cola but it's just called Sluggo. It's a oh, Sluggo okay. drink. And uh, um just a couple other things but they're in all the TV series. And of course uh, Roberto Orsai and Alex Kurtzman are, are producers on Fringe and Damon Lindelof who is a producer on Lost. And they're all the basically what uh, some to refer some refer to as the Supreme Court of Star Trek Star Trek 11 basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, huh. so. If yeah, you I haven't can't. watched those shows, get into them. They're yeah. fun. Uh the neat thing about Fringe is they have a um a character called the Observer, which is this kind of crazy looking dude. He's bald-headed and he's got no eyebrows. And he uh, before anything crazy happens, he always shows up, and nobody knows why. Really, he's there. And he's now, a cool character. Now, probably. is Fringe that's on tonight? Yeah, Fringe is on Tuesday nights. Now,
1: now this is the one with uh, the Observer. No, no, oh, but, uh, with uh,
2: oh, this the Fringe is produced by J. J. Abrams, uh, Roberto Russo, and uh, Alex Kurtzman, who Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Russo are the writers of the new film.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is, who was. Jonathan Frakes was directing tonight.
2: Oh, tonight's episode. Oh, okay. That's a completely different series. That's called Leverage. Oh, Leverage. Okay, okay. That's okay. on TBS tonight. And, uh, this, unfortunately, this episode won't air until Thursday, but, but, uh, um, we'll bring you a little bit more info on your phone that. But which, that's going to be kind of neat. Jonathan Frakes is directing an episode of this show called Leverage. And he's, bom- he's basically doing like a Star Trek reunion. He's brought in, uh, Armin Shimmerman and, uh, Brent, and uh, Brent Spiner, Brent Spiner yeah. To to act in the show So it's kind of cool Yeah that is See those guys again
1: Yeah I I've never seen the show I don't even know what it's about
2: <sighs> neither, do, neither do I But you know what Since she, just Jonathan Frakes is directing it And Brent's going to be in it And Armin's going to be in it I can't wait Why not Armin's my old boss You know I can't can't turn that down <laughs> I can't turn that down Watching Quark <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I, I should, Have I showed you that menu I have the one where it says get back to work or you're fired. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quark, Quark signed me a menu. Said, you know, get it's back funny when, when
1: we were there, I saw uh, him and uh, Renee Abourgenois. Abourgenois. We uh-huh. were in, uh, in the, the cafe upstairs. Uh huh. Like together. It's like, I bet the, I bet those guys are actually buddies. Well, yeah. Two, you
2: know? They hated each other on the show, so they have to be buddies. No, in that's real what I'm life. thinking.
1: You know, in real life, it's, you know, When we were talking to Scarlett and you get to, you, you kind of realize that, oh, if you don't work with that person, have scenes with them. You might not know them. They had a bunch of scenes together, and they were, I saw them hanging out together, so they might actually be...
2: Yeah. And so they, they seem are.
1: they seem eclectic enough to get along. Yeah. You know, because they're both kind of, you know, a little weird.
2: It's kind of funny you bring that up, because, you know, working the, the experience so long as I did, you know, I, I would I would be at the bar, so if you didn't come down to the bar, I probably wouldn't see you. So a lot of the actors that were on, on board the Enterprise, I wouldn't see them unless they came to the bar. Right. So, you know, I knew them. From seeing them passing by, but I never really talked to them. Right, and that's
1: how uh, you know, I think that's interesting. We t- I think we talked about that. We're like, O'Brien oh, probably wouldn't really know Nog. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he'd know Nog. Okay, well, we just
2: saw him interact with right in him. <laughs> no, he would know. Oh, what? Go animate. Oh, uh, my God, yes, I forgot about that. Anyway, we'll, let me- <laughs> we'll, have, to, we'll, we'll have to do that uh, for Friday's episode. Okay, and then we can post that on the on the show. Right, It'll be
1: fun. You guys are catching half of a conversation.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we beamed out, and now we beamed back in. So
1: you could know. you, you should have heard what we were talking about on the on the ship. Man, it was really entertaining.
2: Oh man, <laughs> we talk about crazy stuff like who who you know who has to clean up the holodeck after right. Berkeley. You know? oh. oh, why? <laughs> That's horrible.
1: You know what? Why did they switch? Like the holodeck had the, is the black with the yellow stripes. Yeah, but in DS9 the holosuites are all lit up and they have all these crazy it looks like generator it looks more like a holodeck even though it's a holosuite. But it's it doesn't have the same technology. Yeah. Why would that be? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And would would you smell anything on the holodeck? I mean I be, think you besides
2: X barkliness? Well,
1: f- <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. food yeah. uh, food would leave an odor, you know. It's real. Well, we cuz I was it.
1: I was watching the one online uh today and it was the one where uh, Moriarty Tricked everybody into, and they they were on the holodeck the whole time. They didn't realize it. Data and uh, and Barclay and and Picard. I don't think it. What does it still smell like the Enterprise? Though I mean, would really? I mean, wouldn't you know that? <laughs> hey, all of a sudden the Enterprise has no smell, <laughs> or is the Enterprise so clean? It just has no smell at all.
2: Well if I was on the Enterprise it wouldn't be clean. It'd no dirty.
1: <laughs> and it would have <laughs> and it wouldn't have no smell. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know wow. it, But so would the Enterprise would like I mean would would a holodeck have a smell? Like the, can you if you were in a smoky bar, would it smell like a smoky bar?
2: You know, it's a good question. Hmm. I'm sure I'm sure it's all programmed in there for out it But that, it's like those are well,
1: smell molecules.
2: Yeah, well you know they like would Like them. my my jargon. My That's smell you know smell of vision's coming. Right? So why not? Have hey, maybe not.
1: It. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Because that's that's what I was thinking. Like, wouldn't that give it away that all of a sudden there's no smell?
2: Yeah, it'd be really. Can you imagine programming for something like that? Oh, you know, the guys that program nowadays. Well,
1: remember that guy on DS9 with the blue head that had to program uh, the the Vulcan, or you know, so the for the Vulcan to see that. Uh, oh yeah. that there was going to be the war coming to to Vulcan. Not the Vulcan, the Romulan. Romulans. Yeah. Yep. It's like yep. That. that was like this crazy programmer guy that they got to come in to do that specifically because he was so badass.
2: Yep. Exactly. So, exactly.
1: Anyway, now that we're off tangent, that's right. That was it for the news, really. That was it, really. I mean, well,
2: I mean, that was that was yeah, that was the sci-fi supplement, right? I was also, you know what? Just to, just to throw it out there, if you're listening, uh, um, um, LeVar Burton, good job on not smoking five days.
1: Really? Yep. You know, you're, you're following him on Twitter, I take
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're personal. We're good buddies, you know. Wait a you minute, know?
1: he was a smoker.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, I was I was surprised to know that. Really? It's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, I always... You know, here, now,
1: being a smoker, and you are too, um, I, this, is, this is so bad, because I want to quit. I need to quit this year. But I always like it when other people smoke. Real. Don't you kind of like that? You're like, oh, well, okay, well, they smoke anyway. <laughs> So it can't be that bad if, 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 you know, Jordy smokes, and how
2: bad could it be? Hey, you know, uh, just, you know, I just wanted to congratulate him on the fact that... That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool.
1: Five days, man. See, to me, the first five days aren't too bad. It's like the third week. Yeah, that's when it starts to suck because as you go, I'm not feeling any better, but it's just been weeks and I still am miserable.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things. You know, my grandma used used to, well. That's a whole other story. So, <laughs> well, as you had
1: just said, that was a sci-fi supplement.
2: That was it. <laughs> and
1: um, also next week, big episode says part two of the April interview, the topril, and I forget
2: her other character. T'Pril and Tarin.
1: Tarin. That's right. Now, is it true that all the characters kind of had names that were based on their own name?
2: Like, uh, yeah. Because
1: Tapril is April with a T in it.
2: Yeah, for the most part. Kind of. Kind of. It's T-April with without the R or something. Tapril and Tarin. Oh. Uh, Tapril definitely. Um, Kirsten. Is Kirsten. Yeah.
1: And uh, Mark was... Turok. Turok.
2: Which has nothing to do with his name. Oh, so there goes my theory. Some of them did, some of them didn't. It just depends on, just depends on the individual. Okay. Yeah, so
1: so I'm gonna have to come up with my Star Trek name. Some of them
2: did though, so
1: mine would be Vidadvid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was the best I can come up with on the fly.
1: Yeah, not but working. Vitted, vitted, vitted. No, we're gonna have
2: to, we have to come up with something Klingon for you.
1: I'll be Vitted the bullion. You,
2: have, you know, if you're a Klingon, if you're a Klingon, it has to have something Q in it. It's got to have Q and U in it. So,
1: oh, I guess <laughs> uh, good night. Well there it was Trekcast weekly supplemental Science fiction podcast That's quite a mouthful We might have to come up with a better name But for now, that was it Be sure to check us out on iTunes As always, that's the best place to hear us Or on Podbean And be sure to check our normal podcast out Every week on TrekCast.com TrekCast.podbean.com And anywhere you find podcasts Or listen to